Hey everyone, how you doing today? Once again, my name is Mike and I am the online campus pastor here at The Rock Church and I'm so happy to be with you today. I'm really excited about this sermon series, Running on Empty. Um, pastor Travis did an amazing job last week. I saw all those fire emojis flying through the, uh, the online platform and Facebook and YouTube. Uh, thank you so much for um, just being engaged with the service. I'm going to ask for the same thing today. Let's be engaged. Um, let's be throwing those likes out. Jam that heart button if you're on Facebook right now. If you're on YouTube, like, subscribe, share the service uh, the best you can. I, I really truly believe that if we all shared this service, it would, just, it would reach hundreds of thousands of people with the gospel. So go ahead and give that share. But we're going to go ahead and be talking about running on empty today and how we could receive true rest for our souls. So let's go ahead and let's, let's jump right in. I, I know when I was younger, I used to think that rest was, was, I had a different, weird perception of what rest was. I used to think that it was like jamming a Netflix show, right? You get a brand new show that comes out and they don't release one episode. They release like 12 episodes and they're all an hour long each. Right? And so I'd be like, okay, it's time to rest. Let's, let's watch some Netflix. And I'd sit down and I'd just completely veg out and I'd just be, be gone. And then you know when that episode's over, it's 10 o'clock at night and then that little bar says next episode starting in three, two, one, but you're, you're shoving chips down your face and you're like, I can't reach the button fast enough. Oh, it started. I'll just watch one more. I'll just watch one more, right? And before you know it, it's 2 a.m. and you have, you have no, you're, like, you're completely wiped out. You didn't receive any of that rest that you wanted to receive. Or maybe you go down the YouTube trail. Some of you are on YouTube right now. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You watch a video and then they suggest another video. And then they suggest another video and three hours goes by and you realize all I did was just jam out some YouTube videos. I haven't done anything productive. I haven't received any kind of rest. So I wanna talk about how we could receive true rest for our souls today. I know 2020 has been just a wild year. Nobody could have predicted what was gonna happen in 2020. But, but I know when we started this year out, we started it with a fast. Because at the Rock Church, we always start our year out with a fast, don't we? And I know that when I used to fast, I used to, I used to just fast food. And if I'm being completely honest with you, church, I used to struggle with fasts. I really did. And I know some of you are laughing right now because you're like, we all struggle with fasting, right? It's really difficult. But what I would end up is I'd, I'd end up being hungry and, and feeling like I'm not hearing from God. But, but I'm just hungry and I'm getting skinny and I can't really afford to lose any more weight, right? I'm just getting skinnier and skinnier like a skeleton and I'm not hearing from God. So this last fast, I decided to switch things up. And I said, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna completely take out all entertainment, all social media, all games, all YouTube, all Netflix, everything. I didn't even look at a TV for 21 days. All I did was the essentials that I had to do because I'm an online campus pastor, right? I can't completely get rid of that stuff, but I deleted all the apps from my phone. I didn't have Facebook. I didn't have Instagram, anything. And you know what? The first couple days were really, really weird. I'm not going to lie. It was like a detox. I'd, I'd pull my phone out. I'd be in bed. I'd pull my phone out. I'd unlock it. And I'd be swiping through the apps on my phone. And all I had was like notes or, or phone or contacts. There was nothing in there. And my wife would be like, what are you doing swiping through your phone? And I'm like, I, I don't know. It was just a habit. It just happened naturally. I was so addicted to my phone that I was naturally just pulling it out of my pocket and swiping through the app screen and there was nothing there. It was actually completely amazing. And then, and then a couple days goes by and that stopped. And then I started looking around my house and I'm like, hey, there's dust on top of this, this appliance. How come nobody's ever cleaned that? I cleaned it off. I'm like, this little crank for the window's broken. Why is that broken? It's been broken for a year. I think I could fix it. I take it off, go to the garage, use some tools and I fixed it and put it back. 
It took me like 15 minutes to fix that thing that's been broken for over a year. But then what happened is I started actually falling into this rhythm of true rest. I got a couple books to read. I started nourishing my soul. The Lord was speaking to me. It was absolutely amazing. And, and I really feel like for the first time in my entire life, I had no distractions and the Lord was just speaking clearly to me. I want all of you to have that kind of rest that I receive, that kind of nourishment that comes from the Lord. And so we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump into our Bibles in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Pastor Travis read this last week. This is our core verse for the series, and we're going to, we're going to read that right now. Um, so let's go ahead and pray, and then we're going to get right into it. Father God, thank you so much for your word that speaks truth to our souls. Father, I pray that you right now would just, would just speak to us, God, that you would, you would give us nourishment and rest for our hearts, rest for our minds, and rest for our souls. Lord, that we wouldn't be distracted by the things that are around us, Lord, but we would stay focused on you, Lord. Would you speak through me right now? In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So hey, church, let's go ahead and open up our Bibles. Um, if you are on the online platform, go ahead and visit um, Go ahead and just click on the Bible app. We have the whole Bible app there for you. If you're on YouTube or Facebook, pull your Bible out or jump over to online.sdrock.com. We have the whole Bible app there for you. So you can go ahead and you can engage it and you can, you can be part of the service with us. The sermon notes are there. Um, but we're going to go ahead and jump right into Matthew 11. It says in verse 28, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. All right, so we're going to go ahead and break down these verses in their simplest form. So basically what we have here, if you've ever done inductive study, what you'll find is that, is that you break down verses with lists and you, you pull out the commandments and you underline the names of God. And after you're done with it all, you end up with a pretty good understanding of what the verse is about. So right here, Jesus is speaking to a specific audience. And the audience he's speaking to right now is all you who labor and are heavy laden. So he's speaking to all of us right now who are burdened, who are exhausted, who are tired. And he gives us three commandments in these verses right here. Number one is come to me. The first thing he says to do is come to me. The second thing is take my yoke upon you. And the last thing he says for commandments is learn from me. We're going to be focusing on those three things today specifically. We're going, to, we're, going to, we're going to do those three things. And I broke it down in this way. Number one is run to Jesus. Number two is walk with Jesus. And number three is sit with Jesus. If we do these three things, I truly believe that we will find rest for our souls. That true rest that only comes from Jesus. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to start with number one, which is run to Jesus. We're going to run to him. And this comes from the scripture that says, come to me. All right, this comes from the scripture that says, run to uh, Jesus, come to me. Jesus is telling us to come to him, to run to him. I know when, this, when this, whole, this whole year started, there were so many reasons for us to be exhausted. I mean, we have a lot of reasons to be exhausted just in our normal everyday life. Right? We, have, we have stresses, we have pains, we have mortgages, we have kids, we have health issues. There's so many things that can cause us to be stressed out. Add on top of that a pandemic. Now we're worried about the health of ourselves, the health of our children, our family members, our loved ones. It's stressful. 
And on top of that, you've got everyone debating on social media over, over hey, the vaccine's going to kill us all. Or you get people who are saying, no, the vaccine's going to save us all. And there's this huge debate going on. And you're like, which side do I stand? I have no idea. There's, it, it just causes all this controversy. And then we're quarantined at home. We're wearing masks. And then the debate starts all over again. And it's exhausting. Should we be wearing masks? They shouldn't mandate us to wear masks. We should wear masks. And then once again, the quarreling starts. And, and it's exhausting. This is heavy stuff. And then, and then on top of that, of course, George Floyd is killed. And then we enter into this, this social and, and political war. And then everyone's going back and forth once again on Facebook and Instagram. And people are, are battling and they're debating each other. But I'm telling you right now that, like, what should our response be? You know what the response for most people have been? I need to find as many people as I can who agree with me on social media. I got to find all my friends that have the same point of view as me so that I feel good about myself. And if anybody posts something offensive, they get the unfriend button, right? You all, you know exactly what that button, Facebook, you know exactly what that button is, right? He's like, I'm sick of their stuff. I'm sick of their propaganda. They're going to, I know I've been friends with them for 27 years and I watch their kids and one of their kids is my godchild. but you know what? They're getting the unfriend button, right? We do that. We do that sometimes. But really, Jesus is saying, come to me. Come to me. We should be running to Jesus. That brings us to our first fill in the blank, which is rest begins when we run to Jesus. Rest begins when you run to Jesus. It begins there. It doesn't end there. That's the very, very beginning step for us is to come to Jesus. The way I think about this is I, I, have, I have three little kids and they're just amazing. I love my kids so much, but my youngest is kind of like, he's, first he's sour, then he's sweet, right? You've seen the commercials probably. He's sour, then he's sweet. He's, he's like either so, so happy and loving or he's a complete terror. And if, and if you have little kids or you've had little kids in the past, you know that bedtime is so important. It's like the ultimate thing that you have to abide by. It almost like starts to, to, to own your schedule because, you know, your, your bedtime's at 7 p.m. and you're at grandma's until 7.30. Your kids, they step, they go over this hump where now they, they won't fall asleep. They're going to fight it. They're going to throw tantrums. They're going to resist it. But the irony is, it, is that they're, they're resisting the very thing that they need. The thing that they need most is rest, but yet they're resisting it. And I understand Jesus' sentiment in this verse because he's saying, wait, come to me. Just come to me. I feel like telling my son, just come to me. Because once you get here, I'm going to pick you up and I'm going to lay your head on my shoulder and you're going to finally receive that rest that you so desperately need. I think that many of us right now, we're, we're caught up in this war. We're caught up in this media battle. And, and Jesus is just saying, stop battling, stop fighting. Just come to me. Because once you get here, I'm going to pick you up and I'm going to put you on my shoulder and you're going to finally receive that rest that you so desperately need. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to actually read the prodigal son's story. This is one of my favorite parables in the Bible Jesus gives. Um, we're going to go ahead and we're going to put the verses up here for you. Once again, we have the whole YouVersion Bible app um, on our online platform. So go ahead and check that out. We're going to read these verses together, okay? So let's go ahead and read um, in verse 11 of Luke 15, go ahead and turn there. If you have a physical Bible like this, even better. Go ahead, flip it open. Luke 15, verse 11. Then Jesus says, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. 
And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions on prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the fields to feed swine. And he would have gladly filled his stomachs with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare? And I will perish with hunger. I'll arise and go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in your sight and am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fatted calf here and kill it. Let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Such a beautiful story. I love this story so much because what you end up having here is you have a son who, was, who said, Dad, I know that you're not dead yet, but I want my inheritance. Dad, I know that you're, you haven't passed away yet, but give me the money that's due to me. I'm sick of the rules. I'm sick of living in this house. I'm sick of having to milk the cows and, and feed the goats. I'm going to go blow my money and I'm going to live my best life. And so he goes out there. He starts swandering his money, blowing it on whatever entertainment, whatever thing that he wants at that moment. And then a famine strikes and he's broke. And this is so sad because now he's working for a citizen of that country and he's feeding pigs. And he's like, man, I'm so hungry. I'll eat the pig food. And the people who work there are like, no, you can't eat that pig food. That's not your pig food. That's the pig's food. Once you get your first paycheck, you can maybe buy some pig food off me. But right now that's not your food. You can imagine how sad this situation is. And he had to get to a place to where he humbled himself and said, you know what? I'm better. I'm way better off with my father at my father's house. I'd rather just be a servant in my father's house than deal with all this. And the father was the same way that Jesus said, come to me, I'll give you rest. The father was so willing to welcome his son home and say, I'm going to give you rest. I'm speaking to a lot of you right now. I know that are just burdened and are heavy laden and are exhausted. And right now you, you, you just need that rest. You need to run to Jesus. You need to let all this other stuff go and just run to him because he has a safe place for you. And I want to tell you this right now. Someone needs to hear this. You feel like you've gone too far. You feel like you've gone way too far away from Jesus. But I'm telling you right now, there's no place that you can go where you're too far from the arms of Jesus. He's right there saying, come to me, come to me. Remember, rest begins when we come to Jesus. The rest of the sermon, might as well throw it in the trash if we don't come to Jesus. We have to come to him first, right? We have to come to him. So that's my encouragement to you. All you who are exhausted, who are heavy laden, who are burdened, run to Jesus. Amen. All right, point number two, walk with Jesus. Walk with Jesus. This actually comes from um, verse 29, right? This is take my yoke upon you. Jesus is saying, take my yoke upon your shoulders. So I know some of you, maybe, maybe you worked on a farm and you know what a yoke is, but if not, you probably heard this term in church before. You've heard, don't be unequally yoked to your spouse or take my yoke upon you. What a yoke was, 
It's this big, heavy wooden beam, and it actually connects two oxen together. And they're able to plow side by side. They're able to pull heavy loads. They're able to, to walk and accomplish way more than they could on their own. I think the funny thing about this is so much irony in this that Jesus is looking at someone and saying, you're exhausted right now. I know you're tired. I know you're weary. So here, put this on and start carrying this. I mean, that seems so backwards, doesn't it? Don't you think Jesus would just say, just relax, you're good. Just calm down. Like, like I said earlier, I'm going to put your head on my shoulder. Like, there's a time and a place for that. But Jesus is saying, once you come to me, take my yoke upon you, put this on your shoulders and walk with me. It almost seems like a paradox. It almost seems backwards because why would Jesus give me work the moment I finally come to him? I'm exhausted and now he has a job for me? That seems so backwards, but the children of Israel, they had to follow hundreds of laws, literally hundreds. There were foods they could eat or couldn't eat. They had to prepare food a specific way. They had to burn incense and sacrifices a very specific way. They had to dress in certain garments. They had to pray certain times of the day in a certain way. And they always had to keep up this, this performance mentality that they had to be the righteous ones in their community. Can you imagine how heavy that burden is? That's so, so heavy. And Jesus is saying to them, take all that off. What are you doing carrying all that around? I have a yoke that you can carry that's light. It's actually easy to carry. And on top of that, I'll give you a bonus. You're not going to carry this one by yourself. I'm going to carry it with you. I'm going to walk with you step by step, every single step of the way. Right, our next fill in the blank only carry the burdens that Jesus tells you to carry. All right, I'm going to say that again. Only carry the burdens that Jesus tells you to carry. Right, I'm talking to you, Facebook. You know that you're carrying some burdens right now that are heavy. Right, you probably just watched a Facebook video that just, just burned you out and you're exhausted. And you just wrote a four-page text because you were going to reply with a comment. And then you deleted it because you're like, I don't want to get involved in this. I don't want to get in this battle. And you're exhausted. Or YouTube, you've been scrolling through all the videos and, 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 and you're burned out, right? We carry these heavy loads that Jesus didn't tell us to carry. Jesus doesn't want us to carry all these extra burdens. He's saying, let those go and take my yoke upon you. It's light and it's easy to bear, right? What this doesn't mean is like, okay, I don't have to be a husband today. I just need to carry the burden that Jesus has for me. No, obviously Jesus told me to carry that burden. So I'm going to carry that burden and I'm going to carry it well. But Jesus has specific burdens that he wants us to carry. I think about it in this way. Um, have you ever had a job where, where there's like, there's no limit to what you're expected to do? Like everyone expects you to do everything. You're exhausted all the time. You're working, you're working nine to five, Monday through Saturday. And then there's a Saturday night event. And of course you're expected to be there. And then when you get home from work, you're at home, you're kind of trying to take care of the kids, you're doing dishes, and then you have to respond. You have to answer a phone call from your boss or, or answer an email, and there's no limit. It's these, these heavy burdens and these heavy yokes that you're carrying, and there's no way that you could fulfill them. So what eventually happens is everything starts to fall apart. Everything starts to slip through your fingers. I want to contrast that with, have you ever had a job where you've had an amazing boss, an amazing manager who protects you? who looks after you and says, you know what, Mike can't do that project right now. He's actually got to focus on this. Or, hey, he can't be at the Saturday night event because he's got this going on. You have someone who's your advocate. They're there for you. They're going to walk and they're going to carry that burden with you. And when you take Jesus's yoke upon you, he's there with you. And he's saying, you know what, that burden, 
Don't carry that today. Actually, don't worry about that one. This one you need to focus on. Jesus is there with you every single step of the way as you carry that yoke. Right, I want to give you a, a, a quick personal example. I know for me, just earlier, um, I, was, I was walking, I was taking a little stroll outside and, and you know, my wife was like, you know what, you need to just go outside, take a walk around the block. Sometimes I do that just to clear my headspace. And I was preparing for this specific message and I was thinking about how many unrealistic expectations and burdens I've put on my own shoulders. Right, how, how am I going to, how am I going to actually, how am I going to impress the people that are going to be listening to this sermon? How, are the pastors going to think it's good? Is this going to be good enough for X, Y, Z? And then Jesus just told me on that walk, he said, did I tell you to carry that burden? Is that a burden that I'm actually telling you to carry? Or should you just be carrying the burden of preach my word, preach the gospel? That's it. That's all I want you to do. And he said, have you asked once, if I'm satisfied with the message that you're going to give. You're worried about all these other things. But when we're yoked to Jesus, we serve an audience of one. We do it for him. It doesn't matter. You may feel like you have this performance-based mind right now where you've got to do so well at your job. And you've got to do so well as a husband. And you've got to do so well as a dad or so well as a mom. Or you've got to be the best teacher in your school. And God is saying, just be the best teacher you can for me. Just be the best dad you can for me. Just work on pleasing me. It takes so much weight off your shoulders. And God is telling you to take those yokes of bondage off your shoulders. You don't need to carry them anymore. I'm telling you right now, you have permission. Take them off. Don't carry them anymore. Some of you are yoked to the bonds of, of politics right now. And right now, instead of, instead of having that harness on and connected to Jesus, you have that harness on and you're connected to a political party. And they're walking and they're dragging you down a road that may not be the road that Jesus wants you to go down. And you find yourself online defending a political party instead of the word of God. What does that mean? That's, so, that's such a dangerous place to be. Jesus is saying, take that yoke off. Take the yoke of performance off your shoulders. Take the yoke of politics off your shoulders. Take every yoke off your shoulders and only carry the burdens that Jesus tells you to carry. Amen? Okay, we're going we're gonna to go to our last point, which is sit with Jesus. Sit with Jesus. And this comes from when Jesus says, learn from me. Jesus says, learn from me. So first we come to Jesus, then we put his yoke on our shoulders, and then we learn from him. First we run, and then we walk, and then we sit. And now we're sitting with Jesus. It's this, this natural rhythm and progression of rest that Jesus has for our lives now we're sitting at Jesus's feet. I think of the, the prodigal son and how he was living in his father's house for however many years he was until adulthood. And yet he didn't really learn a whole lot, did he? He, he, he wanted his inheritance and he wanted to leave. And guess what? He learned his lessons the hard way, didn't he? He learned his lesson through pain. He learned his lesson through heartache, but he learned his lessons. But then, then we end up seeing this brother come out. You know, did you know the prodigal son had a brother? And it actually didn't go too well for the brother. So what I want to do is I want to read the rest of this prodigal son story. And we're going, to, we're going to read the reaction of this brother. So let's go ahead and read these verses. It's in Luke 15, verse 25 to 32. And we're going to continue on here. Verse 25. Now his older, brother, or his older son was in the field. And as he came and draw near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, 
your brother has come. And because he's received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. But he was angry and would not go in. Therefore, his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I've been serving you. I never transgressed your commandment at any time, and yet you've given me, you've never given me a young goat that I may make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours came, who have devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad, for your brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. Man, I look at this, I look at this brother right now, and I just think of, of, of the burden that he's carrying. He's like, Dad, this is so frustrating to me. I'm the good son. I'm not the one who went out and blew your money. I'm not the one who went out and just wasted everything that you earned, right? I've been here. I've been doing right all my life, and you haven't even killed a young goat for me. But yet we cooked it. We're, we're, killing the, we're killing the young calf. We're having the good meat. We're having veal tonight, right? And, and, and yet we're doing it for this mess up son of yours. I think the trap that this older brother fell into is, is the same way that the younger brother didn't learn from his father. The older brother didn't learn from his father either. There was something lacking there. He felt self-righteous. He felt like he was doing all the things that were right. And I feel like some of us right now, we feel like we're on the right side. Like we, get, like we understand it. We completely understand the right thing that people should be doing in quarantine. Don't worry about the experts. I know what's right. We know exactly what's right as far as medical, even though we've never spent a day in medical school, oh, we know what's right. Or, or as far as how do we fix the, the, the racial issues in America? I know how to fix them. I know this. It's like, how, how can we be so self-righteous sometimes? And, and Jesus is saying, you still have more to learn. You've run to me. You've stayed at home. You've yoked yourself to me. But yet how often do you sit at my feet? I think a good representation to know that the older brother had learned is if he was out there partying, celebrating for his brother. That would have been evidence that he was learning from his father, but unfortunately, he got caught in the trap of being self-righteous. That's not a trap that I ever want to be in. That's not a trap that I ever want to follow. I want to go into our last fill in the blanks here, and I want to kind of land the plane here. This is so, I feel like, so impactful for my life to, to recognize this. Your mind is always being influenced. Your mind is always being influenced. Make Jesus your main influencer. Right? I'm going to read that one more time. Your mind is always being influenced. Make Jesus your main influencer. There's a verse in, in Scripture that says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Think about those words, conform and transform. Both of those words have the word form in it, don't they? You're either being conformed to this world, just passively, it's happening to you, or you're being transformed actively, on purpose. You're being transformed into the image of God, but you can't stay the same. That's a trick. That's a lie of the enemy. You can never stay the same. You're always being changed every moment, even right now. As you hear these words that I'm saying, Facebook, YouTube, online platform, you're being molded and shaped and changed whether you know it or not. 
Even if you stayed home all day and said, I'm not going to watch one show. I'm not going to turn the news on. I'm not going to read a book. I'm just going to lay in my bed and close my eyes for 24 hours. You're going to learn something, aren't you? You're going to learn what it's like to be in silence. You're going to learn what it's like to, to just be in your own body for 24 hours. You can't stay the same. It doesn't work. I know that, you know, we, we, have, to, we have to make a, a conscious decision to choose who influences us. We can't let it happen to us. Right? When you're, I have a question for you, specifically Facebook. I'm, I'm going to call all my Facebook people out right now. When you're on social media, who, is it that it's, who do you think it is that's influencing you? I want you to ask that question right now. I want you to try to answer it in the chat. Let's see, before I even give the answer of what I believe it is, who do you think is influencing you most as you're scrolling through Facebook, Instagram, YouTube? Who's influencing you? It's an interesting answer because there's actually something on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube called an algorithm. And what it does is it, it actually says, you know what, you like basketball? Uh, the last time you scrolled through Instagram, you watched a basketball video for about six seconds. So that means that this person likes basketball enough to watch for six seconds. Let's give them more basketball. Let's see how much basketball they'll take in. Maybe they'll even buy a basketball hoop. Let's see. Let's just keep, let's keep pumping them full of basketball stuff. Or maybe you're like an online shopper and you're shopping for purses and dresses. Like, let's see how much we can give to them of purses and dresses and bloggers and fashion because that's what they want. So ultimately, what you end up being influenced by when you're browsing through social media, you're being influenced by your own desires. You're being influenced by your own flesh. That's a dangerous place to be, isn't it? You're either being transformed by God or you're being conformed by your own desires. That's not a future I want to see. That's not a future that I want for myself. And I know when I was fasting, all that stuff was gone. The Lord was restoring what the locusts have eaten. The, the Lord was restoring my mind, restoring my heart. I was being transformed into the very image of God because I didn't have my own flesh working against me constantly. Now I know, I know some of you are going to say, wow, this is an interesting message from an online pastor, right? Get off social media. Like it's, it's from the devil. No, that's not what I'm saying. Social media has its place and social media has its benefits. And, and if, if it's feeding you your own desires. What if you desire the Lord? It'll keep feeding you more of that, won't it? If you're, if you're, if you're in, a, in a great Facebook group where you're, where you're receiving online prayer and, and you're, you're getting into the word with a pastor, that's an awesome place to be. You're in an R group, you're in a D group, you're using the new Facebook and Instagram messenger rooms to do a small group, a D group, an R group with your friends. That's a great place to be, right? Let that be what's transforming you into the very image of God. I'm gonna, my, my, my wife is like a, a super big health nut. She's super, super healthy. And it's frustrating because like I stopped drinking soda when I got married to her, right? I stopped eating fast food. Like once in a while, I'll get an In-N-Out cheeseburger because I just have to. I have to break every once in a while. But we have like super healthy food. Like I eat kale on a regular basis, right? I eat pretty good. And my kids have to suffer from that too. They don't even know what like ice cream is. Right? They had one sip of soda one time because when I ordered a pizza, they gave me a free soda. So I'm like, okay, you can all have a sip. And that was it, right? Like when my kids were potty training, we would give them a fruit snack. And I know what you're thinking, like, oh, one of those little baggies. No, a fruit snack out of that baggie is all they would get when they would go potty, right? That's it when they were potty training. And, and the thing is, though, is that what, what ends up happening when you're not feeding your body junk is you end up not wanting junk. Right? I don't want Jack in the Box anymore. 
I don't want Mountain Dew anymore, right? I actually really enjoy drinking water. Uh, it's, it's kind of a weird thing, but your body ends up getting used to it and wanting it and desiring it. The same thing happens in our minds. The same exact thing happens when we don't allow the world to conform us, but we actually choose what we put into our hearts and what we put into our minds and what we allow our eyeballs to see. I want to encourage you with this, church. As we close out this, this message, God wants, God wants your heart. He wants you to like engage with him on purpose, right? He doesn't want it to be an accident. Let's not have this be some, some accidental change. Don't just show up to church and hope that you get a good word that day and hope that that lasts you the entire week. Like do it on purpose. Like when we're doing church together, have your family gather around and watch on, on, on Apple TV or Roku or set the laptop up and watch together. Pray together. Lead your families. Let's actually do this on purpose. Like have a physical Bible. Open it up. There's no notifications that pop up on one of these, right? There's no buzzing. There's no ringing. There's no Instagram notifications, nothing. Just paper. And God wants to speak to you through this, but you have to do it on purpose, you can't just let it accidentally happen. Don't be conformed. The more that we are passive about our faith, the more that we're going to be conformed by this world. Allow yourself to be transformed into the image of God. Do it on purpose. One thing I want to encourage you to do is open your Bible in the morning. Read, even if you read one page, I'm telling you, like a few minutes, read it, pray, and ask this question. God, what is the principle in this in this? passage of scripture that I'm not doing as well as I could be and work on doing that. God wants to do something amazing through you. He wants to give you that rest that we so desperately need. But as long as we keep filling our hearts and minds with junk, we'll never receive that true rest that God has for us. So step one, I want to tell you, church, if you're far away from Jesus right now, you feel that way. You're like, I'm not even on this, on the same page as you, pastor. Like, come to Jesus, run to him, run to him with your whole heart. Like just unabandonedly just run to Jesus. And the second thing, maybe, maybe you're, you're with Jesus, but, but you're kind of still yoked to all these burdens of the world. Jesus is saying, if you want true rest, take my yoke upon you. I'll tell you which burdens to carry. I'll walk with you step by step, every single step of the way. You don't ever have to be alone. I'm going to walk with you every single step of the way. And there's some of you, like the brother, who maybe you've, you've run to Jesus, you've been with Jesus, you spend a lot of time with him. You're yoked to him, you're walking with him. But there's this part of you that stopped learning. Jesus is saying, just like Pastor Travis said last week, be, be like Mary and sit. Just sit with me. Sit at my feet and learn from me. I have something to teach you. And what I want to give an opportunity right now to some of you who who maybe you feel far from Christ right now. And I want to give you an opportunity to put your faith in Jesus. I put my faith in Jesus when I was 18 years old at this church. Right, that, was a, that was many years ago. And, and it was the best decision I could have ever made in my life. I didn't know what it meant. I had no idea what I was doing at the time, but I felt the Lord convicting my heart and I ran to him. And I just want to tell you this little bit of truth. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you so much. He cares for you. He cares for you so much that, that even though you're a sinner, even though we're all sinners, Christ died for us. That's such an amazing thing. 
For God so loved you that he gave Jesus Christ, his only son, so that if you believe in him, you won't perish, but you'll have everlasting life. You have the opportunity to spend the rest of your life with Jesus. We just need to admit that we've sinned. We need to admit that we've fallen short of God's perfect standard. And we need to admit that Jesus died for us. We need to believe. It's belief. Acts 16, 31 says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. So I want to encourage you right now, if, if the Lord is convicting your heart and you feel like this message is speaking to you, put your faith in him. I'm going to pray for us right now and then I'm going to give an opportunity for you to get some follow-up. But let's pray if you want to put your faith in Jesus. Let's do this right now. Father God, thank you so much for everyone who's engaged right now with this message on Facebook, on YouTube, on our online platform, who's watching on their TV at home. God, thank you so much for your truth and your word. Thank you so much for dying on the cross for our sins. I know there's many people right now who, who their hearts are burdened and they, they, need to, they need to take that step of faith and they need to put their faith in you right now. I pray that they would do it that they would take that step and they would put their faith in you right now, Lord. And they would begin their journey of being yoked with you and sitting at your feet and learning from you. Lord, we love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, church. Hey, if any of you just put your faith in Jesus, we're celebrating with you right now. I'm going to ask you to do a couple things. The first thing I'm going to ask you to do is to text SAVED to 52525. Text the word SAVED to 52525. If you're on our online platform, we have the raise your hand button. Click that button. A little form is going to pop up. Please fill that form out. We would love to be able to know about the decision that you made, be able to follow up with you, encourage you on your journey with Christ, get you plugged into one of those R groups, D groups, get you into life class. We have so many amazing resources for you once you put your faith in Jesus. So raise your hand, fill out that form, and follow up with us. God bless you, Rock Church. Thank you so much um, for being with us today, and we'll see you next Sunday.